pieces getting spoken about getting shared getting stated since the new year specifically in hip-hop um we've had a lot of big losses r.i.p mf doom r.i.p dmx r.i.p black rob r.i.p shock g uh r.i.p the cat from houdini who i apologize i forgot his name but um that's five big artists in the last three and a half months, whatever, since the the turn of the new year. Uh, I mean, some of these guys are certified legends. These aren't just average artists or artists who made minimal impact. We're talking about groundbreaking legends, people who left memories in your brain, burned in there. And it sucks when artists pass, right? Because we hold them very dear to our hearts. You know, their albums... Their music got you through maybe a tough time. Maybe it was good times. Music has this ability to, it's like a transporting machine. It's like Nikola Tesla's character played by David Bowie in The Prestige, the transported man shit, you know? It, it, it takes you to a place right then. You hear a certain song, and you're flashback 5, 10, 15 years, 5 months, whatever. You can smell the same smells. You see the same sights. I mean, music is a magical transporting machine that, you know, takes place of the fucking technology we all wish we had by now. Flying cars and transported machines and shit like that. But we don't have that shit, but we got music. And it does that. So when artists pass, we're naturally sad. And there's a tendency to go back and, and, and kind of remember these artists. Play their music, right? And you go into places and people are banging more DMX People are doing MF Doom murals. Black Rob's getting love. People on the verses are paying homage to these dudes. And I love it. I love it for a bunch of reasons. One, I'm, I'm a fan of these artists, to be selfish. Personally, I'm a fan, so I like to see and hear that. And I listen to these artists throughout the years. It wasn't just when they came out. Maybe I wasn't listening to them the week before they passed. But I definitely was listening to them throughout the years. And now I get to listen to them again. And there's this strange kind of communal connection you might have with maybe it's you and your group of friends or even just the greater connection that is social media. But, you know, you, you, you go places and see and hear people playing these artists and stuff, and it's like you kind of get to revisit their catalogs. Even if you was familiar with them before, now you're going back and combing through it and maybe listening to parts of their catalogs that weren't your favorite or that you didn't dig deep into. Like when Doom passed, I have my favorite Doom records and shit. I was going back and listening to the projects that I didn't bang as much, that I didn't listen to as hard, you know? Or or whoever it may be, you know? <clears throat> but there's... And it's great, people showing love and, and, and shedding light on these artists and their, and their lives, too. It's not just the music. They're, they're, they're telling little stories, like their colleagues and their friends are telling little anecdotes and stories about these artists' lives and their careers shit that kind of enriches their impact on us. I love that. I fucking love that. I was watching some clip of Shock G talking about uh, Pac. It's from, I forget the name of the documentary. It might be the Thug Angel doc. I don't know. It's it's some Tupac doc. And uh, I love Shock G, and I think his impact on hip-hop is, is huge, maybe more than he's given credit for, because influential in a lot of ways, but kind of gave Pac a shot. Kind of put Pac on. Pac's my favorite, so that's a big person for me. He plays a big role, and to a lot of people. 
and he and you know, and this is about Shock G passing, and you know you're listening to other people talk about him or watching clips about him, and it was him talking about Pac, and and uh, he was so eloquent when he was speaking about Tupac, which speaks to Shock G's artistry and mindset, but it gave me shivers too because I love Pac and the way he was able to describe him and shit. Uh, it, even though he's talking about another artist who is past, it made me just even appreciate Shock G more. There's a lot of beautiful things that happen when artists pass, when people kind of just kind of come out and show love and, and whatever. And then there's there's a little something, a little something that kind of irks the snake man. Kind of bothers me. Ruffles my feathers if I was to fucking have some feathers. Kind of upsets me. Shout out to some people too joining on the uh, IG Live like my man John Hope. Not angling. My girl Cass is on here. Uh, thank you, guys. I'm trying not to shout out too many people while I record this one. But, yeah, a little something about when artists pass that does irk me. Not to take it away from the positive. I'm not trying to be glass half-empty snake, man. But this shit does irritate me. Okay. An artist passes. People might post pictures. Saying, oh, R.I.P., blah, blah, blah. Like, man, I was at this dude's concert or... This album got me through such a hard time in my life. Whatever, whatever the the thing is, and 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 I've posted these, you know, photos of artists when they pass, and maybe I put a little anecdote about something that ties their artistry's impact into my life. Then you got people who post a pic of them and said artist. Maybe they met him backstage at a show. They caught him fucking at you know I don't know McDonald's getting a burger and say hey can we snap a flick real quick. Maybe you had him on your radio show or you were a promoter at a concert or you were interning at a record label and you met him in the, in the offices. Maybe you guys actually worked in the studio and did a couple tracks. So you kind of worked together. Maybe you even have their email or at least their manager's contact. And you're posting these pics, right? So now, originally, it's about the artist passing. We're all sad we're all commemorating their life and, and, and maybe a communal mourning is taking place whatever we're trying to show love push that legacy forward cement that legacy for this artist that we all fucking appreciate and love and know made a big impact on all of us are you posting the pic with them and that's all right but now you're kind of just a little bit making it about yourself now, if this was your boy, I mean, like, like you see, like, you know, colleagues of these guys, friends of these guys, that's different. But you guys hung out a couple times. Maybe you worked in the studio a couple times. Maybe you literally just said, hey, dude, can I get a pic with you? And took the fucking picture. Now you're posting the pic with him. So you're not just showing love and respecting the dead. But now you got yourself literally inserted in there to draw a little attention. And then sometimes the captions that come with these photos are a little too sentimental for the actuality at hand. Y'all ain't really fucking friends, okay? Y'all ain't super duper tight. Not even close. But you'll have a little anecdote that makes it very sentimental about, yes, yes, I get it. It was important and big in your life. But it just seems a little dramatic. And I'm a very melodramatic dude. I'll be the first to admit. But in times where I think it's fitting or just to be hilarious, this... Always feels like neither to me. You're posting pictures. Some dudes are posting videos with tears. You don't even know the dude like that. And you're just kind of making it about yourself, like how it's hurting you, and so you can get a little clout. Now you got the name, RIP, whoever, whether it's DMX or Doom or Black Rob, and people are checking for that shit, right? So now they, 
they see that and they go and see your page. And now maybe you get a like, maybe you get a follow, maybe whatever. People are thinking that you and this past artist have a closer connection than you might or whatever. And now you're making the pain less about their loss and how the pain's affecting you. And I, you listen, we hold these artists dear. I'm not shortchanging the impact a musician or any artist can have on your life, but let's, hold on, let me take a drink while we keep it funky. Ah, very refreshing. Let's keep it funky. This wasn't your fam. This wasn't even your friend. This was a loose associate, if at best, maybe just literally somebody you met in passing in a work-related situation. And now you're posting like these really hard sentimental things. I, you know, uh, people are posting secondary posts later. Like, oh man, I'm still reeling from X's loss or like or the loss of X or the loss of doom or whatever. The way when a family member or a close friend passes and maybe it still stings a little, a little later. Like my father, he just passed and I posted once and maybe I posted a couple times. It fucking stings. You know, a good friend of yours passes maybe every year on their birthday, it stings and you post it. Makes sense. That's plausible. I fucking get it. I do it. But when it's, when it's like three, four days later after this, now it just seems like, wow, this must be really traumatic for this guy. This is really hitting him hard. And you're seeing it. Then I would see posts like motherfuckers being like, hey, thanks for everyone for checking in on me. You know, thanks for checking in on me. X's loss is really hurting me so bad. I'm just, I'm getting through it though. I'm feeling better. In those fucking posts... Let me keep it all the way funky. One billion, one ballion. Now you're making it all about yourself. It ain't even about them anymore, about their loss. Now you're saying, thanks for checking in on me. It's been really hard for me. This loss is whatever. You're having people checking in on you as if your family, your friend, your close associate, your very close person died. And that's, that's fucked up because it's disingenuous. It's not real. You're going overboard. You're faking the funk. You're doing this for attention. It's like the woe is me thing. We all love to play the victim at different points in our lives. Uh, why do we like to play the victim? It's a natural human thing because when you play the victim, what do you get? Attention. And we all love attention. Of course we do. I mean, this so says the guy who has his own fucking podcast and radio show and writes books about himself. We all love attention, obviously. But to go about getting it in this way just seems, like I said, disingenuous, convoluted, and... Just kind of fucking wrong, maybe. I don't know. Making it, you know, making it all about yourself. So people are now worried about you, like your fucking uncle or father or cousin or best friend or, you know, the person you've been working with for 20 years died. I mean, you would even see it like like celebrities doing it. Uh, Demi Lovato. You know, I live in my own little snake world. Don't really know a lot about who Demi Lovato is. I know she's a very popular, famous pop artist. I know she has uh, or had drug issues or whatever. I, I don't know the extent of this shit, whatever. She had a post saying something to the effect, I'm paraphrasing, like um, DMX's passing was a big wake-up call for me. That could have been me. Like, this fucking chick already had overdoses. What, that wasn't a wake-up call? Come on, dog. And now you're going to make this other dude's passing all about you to kind of piggyback on the attention that when an artist passes, there's a lot of attention on that artist. And anything about them, whether it's murals, commemorative albums, tribute songs, whatever the fuck. So you're fucking jumping in there, inserting yourself, piggybacking on that, and you are already a motherfucking celebrity, so this just seems even worse. And you're going to jump in there just to get, let me, just, let me steal a little of that juice. Let me get a little of that fucking attention. I just need more. We, I, I can't get enough. And that's the wackest shit. And then you got people 
who will say things like, well, where was all the love for Doom or X or Rob when they were alive? It's so fucked up. You, I didn't see you guys showing love before. Listen, guys, those guys, I get it. Why do I get it? Because I kind of was you when I was like 18, 19, 20. When you have a long-standing relationship with an artist, you've known them before, they were famous, so you feel like people are jumping on a bandwagon to show them love when they died. But to come out and, and do that little flex right there, it's maybe it just comes with maturity and shit, but it's corny as fuck. It's corny as fuck because you can't keep artists for yourself. You don't put them in your fucking pocket and take them home. They're not just yours. They touch a lot of souls. Another drink. Sorry, I'm parched, <clears throat> as you can hear. It's not your artist. And yes, maybe you wish people had always known this person. Maybe they are jumping on the bandwagon. But, I mean, like, especially with DMX, like, people were always fucking posting X and listening. So when people were like, you guys never showed love to X, what the fuck are you talking about? DMX's life, especially kind of in the latter part of his career when he wasn't releasing much music, he was still constantly in the news or on podcasts or whatever. And we all loved him and we knew it was a troubled situation. And I think people were still posting X and showing love. I know in my circle and, and listening to the music. So just fall back with that shit. It's a very hipster approach to shit. You would even see it in journalism. And I, I'm putting, if you were just listening to podcasts, I'm putting quotation marks around the word journalism, music journalism. You know, it's a very hipster flex to say, really should go back and listen to their mixtape stuff. It's so much better. Their old shit, the first album's the best. It's like, I liked this restaurant before it blew up or what, you know, I knew this band back then. It's a super hipster flex and especially for journalists and people writing articles to do it. It's like, yo, get the fuck out of here, dude. Suck a gang of dicks. You should, if you really love this artist, you should be happy that there's more eyes and ears on them now. Yes, we all wish people knew about them from the inception or got on earlier or actually were true fans. Maybe not bandwagon fans, right? I get it. You see somebody with a Misfits t-shirt or a fucking Slayer shirt or whatever. I mean, dude, my car wash around the corner sells Misfits t-shirts in the car wash. You wish they always were down with that artist. Invested the same way you are. Put the same fucking commitment in. But if they're not, if they weren't, an unfortunate circumstance like the death of an artist happens to bring more eyes, ears, attention to this person... I say in the long run, all the better for the artist. Don't you want that person's message to get spread? That music to get spread? That art to reach more people? Like, you should be happy. Especially, like, you know, maybe there's more albums sold or streams or whatever at this point. Maybe that's more money going to their family or something. Like, I saw an article, uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce. I don't know if this is true. i just seen it. Jay-Z and Beyonce bought DMX's masters to give to his children. His, like, 10 kids, whatever. But... If there's income coming in, money coming in because of, you know, fans just getting into them now, plus all the old fans like myself revisiting the catalog and listening to it, maybe that's more money for their families and shit. So it's not only shedding more light on their artistry, their music, spreading their motherfucking message the same way you liked it, you might even be getting their family more money. Why would you not want that? And... You know, uh, for people that don't know, I used to be a musician, a hip-hop artist, and I had a band also and did music before I moved into broadcasting and working for live musicians and writing. And I left the music industry, and some people asked me why, and I left because shit like this, dude. I fucking hate shit like this. Uh, I just do. I can't stand it because it just is so fucking... It's shit like this that just bothers the fuck out of me, dude. You know what I'm saying? It, it's like... 
people are just missing the point. You're just missing the point, and you're just trying to attack people so you can either seem cooler or more down or that you got the inside scoop. You know what I'm saying? It's like that VIP list for shit. Yo, and I'm, I'm shitting on this because I did this when I was a young, when I was a wee lad. I did this. The ultimate hipster flex, which is corny as fuck. Fuck that. I want more eyes and ears and, and attention on these artists, even if, if you just got into it. Dude, I got into music that I wasn't alive for. Whether my folks or people put me on, musicians that have died before I was even born or when I was very young, too young to know about them. And I love it. And I go back and I get sucked in and I'm buying all the records and I'm listening to shit and going to even see like a tribute band or whatever, a cover band. I love that, right? Because I wasn't fortunate enough to, to be aware of them when I was alive or when they were alive and I was old enough or whatever. So if people are getting into it now, fuck it. Get into it, yo. That's dope. Spread the word. You want these motherfuckers' legacies to live on. I hate when legacies die. Classic rock and old soul and old reggae, like these legacies of these artists seems to lend itself to the younger generations, 40, 50, 60 years later. Hip-hop, I'm feeling like it can do that. And, you know, it's only 40-year-old culture. We're starting to see that now, right? We're starting to see the first classic artists of hip-hop that can still tour and put out new albums and have a 20, 30-year career and kill it. And I love that. And we're starting to see old albums from the 80s and 90s still getting played. People, I know young cats who go back and learn about these artists and do their homework the way I did about artists from the 80s and shit when I was too young to know that. I love that. If there is an upside to any artist passing um, in terms of their impact artistically, it's shit like this. It's people getting into them. Or getting re-into them or whatever. So I ain't mad at that. So miss me with the fucking hipster flex. Get out of here with that like too cool for school shit. Yo, if you're too cool for school, you're going to miss some fucking lessons. That's kind of what happens. You know? I love if I'm walking down the street and someone's banging Black Rob or DMX or, or fucking... I mean, I want to hear some fucking digital underground. You know what I mean? Like, even like you listen to Pac shit that, that Shock G produced or whatever. Do whatever the fuck it is. Go bang some Doom. You don't know about Doom? Go get into Doom. Why did he have this crazy mystique? Why did he have such diehard fans? Figure that shit out. Play detective, you know? Without actually having to be a detective and bust people. Play detective. Play music detective. And go fucking take a listen. You might like it. You might see why there's this hype behind him. Why were these people legendary superstars or unique kind of mysterious artists or whatever their fucking characteristics are. You might understand that and get sucked in yourself. And now we're spreading the, the music. So don't be the fucking hipster journalist. Don't be the hipster fan on motherfucking uh, the interwebs. And don't be that pretentious asshole who barely knows a motherfucker asking like your goddamn mother got struck by lightning and shit. And, and I don't know, man, just sucking the soul out of it. And there I go telling you what to do. You shouldn't do that. Think for yourself. But at the same time, I'll do what I said. You know, how hypocritical is that? It's a very human thing of me to do, right? But yo, go bang some DMX. Go bang some Digital Underground, some Black Rob, some Doom, some fucking Houdini. Houdini. Houdini, Jesus. Houdini. Sorry, I'm parched. But yo, go listen to some of these older artists, man. And, and maybe you'll see what the hype is if you're posting about it. If you don't give a fuck, you don't give a fuck. That's fine. And if you're bitter about it, that people weren't down from the fucking jumping. I see a lot of people posting shit. I didn't see you posting before. Were you posting it before? Were you posting Black Rob like five times a month? Or Doom five times a month? Probably not, dude. You're probably listening to it, but you're not letting the world know, right? I'm not always letting the world know that I'm listening to shit. Sometimes I do, but not all the time. 
And I doubt you were. So don't assume that either. Yeah, that's just you trying to be too cool for fucking school. Hipstering it out, dude. Miss me with the hipster shit. Keep it funky and enjoy the music. Explore the catalogs. Do your fucking history, dude. Play Indiana Jones like you're an archaeologist, but you ain't stealing it from some fucking country in some small village to put in a museum. Put that music in the museum of your motherfucking brain. Enjoy it and be a good fan. Be a real fan, all right? All right, y'all. This episode of the Damaged Goods Podcast was brought to you by Elite Botanicals. Elite Botanicals is originally the CBD division of Elite Cannabis. If you guys have heard me talk about them, you know this is my favorite CBD product out there. The only one that truly works. I swear by it. That's why I'm endorsing them, not for any other reason. And now they're back with their new line for your little pets, Whole Pet CBD. They are one of the first companies farming high CBD cannabis under industrial hemp rigs. They've been working with CBD since 2013 with one of the first licensees in Colorado. Also, they've been working with Colorado State University since 2016 on their canine research study with CBD. So they know what they're doing. Their focus is providing farm-to-table product that uses the best ingredients possible, ultra-refined, distilled, full-spectrum CBD oil at high potency for reasonable pricing. That's the problem. Most of these other guys are overpriced for their non-working stuff. This allows for effective dosing and a 30-day-plus supply per unit. For the pets, they've got drops that go on their food or in their mouth. they got chicken and salmon-flavored ones. They've got soft gel capsules. they got a gravy powder. You just sprinkle that over their food or put a couple of water in there, and it makes a nice little gravy mix chocked full of CBD, glucosamine, and omegas for their joints. They've got nose and toes balm for cracked noses and paws, and they got some all-natural treats on the way. All this is available at wholepetcbd.com. Elite Cannabis, Elite Botanicals, and now Whole Pet CBD, all from Elite. Go check it out. And now for an additional discount, use the promo code DAMAGEDGOODS. That's D-A-M-A-G-E-D-G-O-O-D-S. Damaged Goods to get an additional percentage off.